Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Welcome to Episode 6, Season 3. How are you feeling, Cameron? I'm feeling good. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the person that we featured the last time. Yes. And that was? None other than the current president of the United States, Joe Biden. That is correct. And the two books that we use for reference are Joey, the story of Joe Biden by his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, with con consolation of Catherine Kroll and illustrated by Amy June Bates. And the second book was Champ and Major, First Dogs, by Joy McCullough, and illustrated by Shada Best. Let's do vocabulary. Yes. So the first vocabulary word was an adjective, and the definition was having or showing compassion or benevolence, and that word was humane. Okay. Remember, these are found in the clues. The second word we were looking for is a noun. Definition is fixed purpose, great firmness in carrying out a purpose. And the word is determination. The last word is a noun, and the definition is pulling or twisting out of shape, change the normal appearance, and that word is distortions. And the superhero from last time was none other than Falcon. So if you guess Falcon, that was the superhero. And now we're ready for clues for this episode. And I think my partner is going to begin. Clue number one. Had a strong friendship with television host Oprah Winfrey. They called each other mother-sister friends to express their closeness appeared on the popular television show Countless Times, which introduced her writing to a large audience. Clue number one. Had a strong friendship with television host Oprah Renfrey. They called each other mother-sister friends to express their closeness. Appeared on the popular television show Countless Times, which introduced her writing to a large audience. Clue number two. In 1931, at the age of three, accompanied only by her brother, who was four, traveled by train from St. Louis, Missouri to Stamps, Arkansas, a segregated community, to live with their paternal grandmother, whose name was Annie or Mama Henderson, and her uncle Willie, who operated a general store. Clue number two. 
1931, at the age of three, accompanied only by her brother, who was four, traveled by train from St. Louis, Missouri, to Stamps, Arkansas, a segregated community, to live with their paternal grandmother, whose name was Annie, or Mama Henderson, and her Uncle Willie, who operated a general store. Clue number three. For four years, she and her brother lived in several small rooms behind the general store and earned their keep by sweeping the floors and helping wait on customers. Uncle Willie and Mama insisted that they develop their minds by memorizing the multiplication tables and reading a multitude of books. Clue number three. For four years, she and her brother lived in a lived in several small rooms behind the general store and earned their keep by sweeping the floors and helping wait on customers. Uncle Willie and Mama insisted that they develop their minds by memorizing the multiplication tables and reading a multitude of books. Clue number four. Returns to St. Louis at seven years old and abused by her mother's boyfriend. He is arrested and murdered a few days later. This traumatic sequence of events causes her not to speak to anyone for the next five years. Clue number four. Returns to St. Louis at seven years old and abused by her mother's boyfriend. He is arrested and murdered a few days later. This traumatic sequence of events causes her not to speak to anyone for the next five years. Clue number five. Her mother, not being able to help her in St. Louis, sends her back to Arkansas, where she keeps journals of her thoughts and feelings, falls in love with poetry, writing and reading. Here, she rediscovers her voice with the health of Bertha Flowers, who reads aloud to her with a voice that sounds like singing. Clue number five. Her mother, not being able to help her in St. Louis, sends her back to Arkansas, where she keeps journals of her thoughts and feelings, falls in love with poetry, writing and reading. Here, she rediscovers her voice with the health of Bertha Flowers, who reads aloud to her with a voice that sounds like singing. Clue number six. Returns to San Francisco, and after a brief stint as the first female black cable car conductor, graduates from high school in 1945. The same year, she gave birth to a baby boy named Clyde Bailey Johnson. Clue number six. Returns to San Francisco and after a brief stint as the first female black car conductor, graduates from high school in 1945. The same year she gave birth to a baby boy named Clyde Bailey Johnson. Clue number seven. After high school, she works as a calypso dancer, and calypso is spelled 
C-A-L-Y-P-S-O, and as a singer at a popular San Francisco nightclub called The Purple Onion, where she was discovered and invited to be in Poor G and Bess, a show about African-American life in the 1920s in Charleston, South Carolina. Clue number seven. After high school, she works as a Calypso dancer, and Calypso is spelled C-A-L-Y-P-S-O, dancer, and as a singer at a popular San Francisco nightclub called The Purple Onion, where she was discovered and invited to be in Poor Jean and Bess, a show about African-American life in the 1920s in Charleston, South Carolina. Clue number eight, tours 22 countries in Europe and Africa, learning to speak French and Italian, returns to San Francisco to nurse her son back to health, decided she wanted to become a writer, and moves to New York to join the Harlem Writers Guild. Clue number eight. Tours 22 countries in Europe and Africa, learning to speak French and Italian. Returns to San Francisco to nurse her son back to health. Decides she wants to become a writer and moves to New York to join the Harlem Writers Guild. Clue number nine. Her first autobiography, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, is published in 1969 and becomes a bestseller. Followed by her first book of poetry, Just Give Me a Cold Drink of Water Before I Die, which is nominated for the Pulitzer Prize. Clue number nine. Her first autobiography, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, is published in 1969 and becomes a bestseller. Followed by her first book of poetry, Just Give Me a Cold Drink of Water Before I Die, which is nominated for the Pulitzer Prize. Clue number 10. Reads her poem on the pulse of mourning at President Clinton's first inauguration on January the 20th, 1993. It was only 67 words, but she filled more than 200 handwritten pages with ideas before it was finished. Clue number 10. Reads her poem on the pulse of mourning at President Clinton's first inauguration on January the 20th, 1993. It was only 67 words, but she filled more than 200 handwritten pages with ideas before it was finished. Clue number 11. Becomes a professor at Wake Forest University in 1982 and in 2010 receives the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the country's highest civilian honor. Clue number 11. Becomes a professor at Wake Forest University in 1982 and in 2010 receives the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the the country's highest civilian honor. (laughs) 
And the last clue, number 12. Her older brother, Bailey, couldn't say Marguerite, and so he called her my a sister instead. Soon, he began to just call her Maya. The nickname stuck, officially changes her surname to Angelou. Clue number 12. Her older brother, Bailey, couldn't say Marguerite, and so he called her my a sister instead. Soon he began to just call her Maya. The nickname stuck. Officially changes her surname to Angelou. And now we are ready for some vocabulary words. Would you like to begin? Yes. The first vocabulary word is an adjective, and it means set apart, separate from others. The first vocabulary word is an adjective, and it means set apart, separate from others. The second word we're looking for, and remember these are found in the clues, is a noun, and it means last name or family name. Second word we're looking for is a noun, and it means last name or family name. The last clue is an adjective and it means related to the father's side of the family. The last word is an adjective, and it means related to the father's side of the family. Ah, I can, I'm looking over, and I see Cameron's new shirt for this episode. You want to describe it, Cameron? Yes. Give a clue. So this superhero is from New York City, and this superhero has super strength, and not only does the superhero have super strength, the superhero has unbreakable skin. Unbreakable skin? Yeah, unbreakable skin. So that means nothing was going to penetrate this person's skin at all. So bullets, knives, nothing. It's not wow. going to... Not going to penetrate. Could I could I purchase something like that, do you think? Um, you know, I don't think there's something that exists, but if there is, sure. Okay. Well, thank you for thinking of me anyhow. And we're lucky enough today, again, to have Ellie, who's here to talk about the Spring Festival of Children's Literature, which will be held virtually in April. Well, hi there, everyone. Um, You know, Bill and Cameron, COVID-19 may have thought it could prevent us from having our annual festival, but the show must go on. Online registration for the virtual 2021 Spring Festival of Children's Literature is now live. Check out our amazing presenters this year, including Ryan T. Higgins, Jerry Kraft, Selena Yoon, and Andrea Warren. You will get to watch fantastic author-illustrator presentations as well as join live question and answer sessions with them. We have multiple virtual professional development workshops too, featuring topics on integrating literature, content areas, and the arts. We do want to note that due to the virtual platform restrictions, we have been informed that we will be unable to offer professional development credit for the 2021 festival. We look forward to seeing you in person for the spring festival in 2022. We will resume offering professional development credit at that time. Those interested in attending this year's virtual Spring Festival of Children's Literature can go on our webpage at frostburg.edu clc to register and or view our festival flyer. 
You don't want to miss out on this fun. Make sure you register and contact us at clc at frostburg.edu or call us at 301-687-3133 with any questions you may have. And now we need a clue for the next episode. So our whole thing with sleuth, what does sleuth mean to you, Cameron? It means to be a detective. Detective. Mm-hmm. That would be a wonderful clue. So we're actually going to have an episode perhaps about a detective the next time. Maybe. Whoa, that sounds exciting. We want to thank everyone for being with us. And remember, Cameron's going to give you some places where you can get in touch with us because we'd love to hear from you. Yes. So if you'd like to get in contact with us, we have an email, and our email is frostburgclc, all lowercase, no space, at gmail.com. And then you can also get in contact with us on SoundCloud. Thank you, Cameron. Thank everyone for listening. See you the next time. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths.